everybody. Welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week, we are talking about an album by a band called Harlem Shakes. Not THE Harlem Shake. The band Harlem Shakes. And the album is Technicolor Health. And if we seemed a little laughy there, it's because Jeremy downloaded a, a fucking air horn. <laughs> and he was just 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 messing around with it, just memeing in the background. But uh, yeah, this this week's discussion is not about air horns it's about uh this album <laughs> yeah why'd you why'd you pick this album was is what's your connection to it okay so i'm probably gonna get more into this as we go in but a little bit of okay. background it just feels like a fall album to me because the first time i started really getting into this and other music like it i uh I had started college for the first time and it was like my real start so i went to like into the city to the big college and I was living in a dorm and I was driving around with no gas scrounging up money for cigarettes like a college kid and that's just kind of where this album puts me and it's fall so why not it is indeed fall it's getting kind of chilly out yeah recently which is uh, frost just frost this morning was there I don't I don't wake up in the morning so I'll, I'll know <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I don't know. I'm I'm a creature of habit. I, I stick to my schedule of rolling out of bed at the crack of ten a.m. You know, That's... and I don't I don't think I'm going to change that. There's 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 no change coming in my in my schedule. Well, in my schedule, there's nothing but change. Part two, because <laughs> I've, I've, I used to change a lot. I guess. Hell yeah! <laughs> Track number one, nothing but change. Part two. <laughs> I and promise I'm, the... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that every track because that would get annoying. No, come on, man. It's a fun bit for two uses, I suppose. Oh, it's gonna come back in like three episodes. Oh, it'll happen remembers. when people aren't expecting it for yeah. sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So, what do so, you think about this one? This is nothing but change part two. I was kind of confused. I'm assuming you can elaborate, or maybe you can't, as to why it's part two. But uh, I had no expectations going into this at all it i was certainly not expecting this (laughs) it's some kind of like indie pop electronica kind of music going on there's synths there's guitars there's even some brass and some vocals that i'm not really fond of (laughs) which uh probably you you might have seen that coming i don't it i kind of go back and forth on it i i never truly love them but it's somewhere between like bob dylan and mick jagger (laughs) yeah and it it's i don't know it's not it's not my thing uh and musically it's it's fine i i don't want to be harsh or brief and dismissive but i feel like this genre or the style of music just it's it's not my thing it's it's kind of boring and and bland for me you know what this is jeremy this is me i'm eventually gonna whittle you down until until you're kind of almost okay with it. Look, I'm... I I prefer, I think the uh, the Johnny Hobo, and and the Pat the Bunny stuff, to this. Oh, okay. I just, well, I don't know. I feel like this kind of music to me is especially boring. For oh, the most part. well, then I like it. <laughs> so I I kind of had a. I kind of assumed that you wouldn't really be 100% on board with the vocals. Mm-hmm. Just because the way, yeah, like, 
he threw Mick Jagger in there. He kind of has, not like he's singing like a rock star or anything, but he right. definitely kind of leans into his his voice and he 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 overdoes it at times. And I think that makes it fun to sing along to because I don't have to worry about, like whenever I'm singing along to this, I don't have to worry about like sounding too much like him because whatever it's, he's, he's going so far into whatever his own vocal deal is that I don't really feel the need to, to be like, ah, if I, I can kind of sound like him or something that I do with like other bands that I feel like have more, I guess, straight vocals. I feel like this is an internal difference between you and I, because I never once think about that when I'm listening to like very strong vocalists and I try to (laughs) sing along, I'm never like judging myself for it. I'm never thinking like, man, I mean, I'm aware that obviously I'm not the caliber of singer of whoever I'm singing as, but I, I think I've accepted my own singing voice at this point. It's like, (laughs) instead of trying to sound like someone else, I'm just going to sound like me. And that sounds better than if I were trying to imitate them kind of thing for better or worse. See, well, that's the thing. Like, that's why I like stuff like this is because I feel more free to be. You can be that free when you're listening to the other music, though, I guess is my my perspective on it. Yeah, but like, I don't I don't know. That That is very true. You'd think with a more simple and straightforward, like, okay, this person's just a good singer. They sing. But like, I don't know. Good singers, I guess it just boils down to like good singers sound kind of flat to me, even if they're really good. That if they don't have like a lot of uniqueness to their voice, and so you're that doesn't you hate pop music. <laughs> that I, I'm saying that's my one of my biggest criticisms of pop music is that a, a lot of the voices don't sound super unique. I mean, like of course you hear the big names and whatever, and you're like instantly recognizable. But, like, a lot of people who are trying to make pop music like that, I feel like, don't have anything that kind of, like, makes their voice stand out too much. And that doesn't inspire me as a person who's singing along to try and do anything super unique, I guess. Yeah, I I think that there's... Obviously, I think it's valid. I think there's just a big difference in the kind of pop music that you're exposed to versus the kind of pop music that I'm exposed to. Cause I tend to seek out certain artists or certain sounds. And if I hear something that does sound unique, I'll walk into that and I'll, I'll look into that artist. So I'm not as exposed. I don't listen to the radio. I don't mm-hmm. listen to radio pop music. So I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a lot out there that does sound very samey, but the pop music that I choose to listen to is a bit more diverse vocally i think and it could also just be this like experiencing that comes with it where you know if if you're an outsider that's never listened to black metal you're going to think that all black metal artists sound the same but the more you listen to it the more you can tell nuances i suppose that is a very fair point because i do not have the pop background that you have i uh my pop background to, to be clear is not super deep uh but we'll talk about that at some point probably during the paramore stuff because i think that was when it all really kicked off for me 
but uh so that's a little tidbit i I, I didn't mean to derail on the first track already well i mean Uh, but but yeah i i think i think it's interesting that we view vocals in such a an opposite kind of way yeah and i i don't feel too bad uh going on a tangent because i don't think this episode is gonna be super long (laughs) so it's i think it'll be fine but yeah i think mine always came from like I don't know. When I was a kid, people always told me like, what a like nice and lovely voice you have, like singing in church or singing like you just... do have a nice voice. Well, it, but that's <laughs> that's the thing. It, it's nice. And that's not at all what I want. I don't want that. I I want to I want to sing and have like a character. But that's the that's the one thing you can't you can't teach. Is like I I firmly believe that anybody, when give at least when giving a lot of, I guess passion to it, can sing and it will sound great. And I I guess that's just a personal bias because as we have found out through these many episodes, I'm I'm not a stickler for like hitting all the notes and everything. Right. I just like the passion behind it. I guess is more what I'm into. But so basically, this is just a case of the grasping greener, where I have a, a less than desirable singing voice, and so I wish that I could sound like a pop singer, whereas you have a naturally perfect singing voice, and you perfect. wish you could sound like us subhuman singers. <laughs> yep, that's me. I'm the fucking. <laughs> I'm the Marie Antoinette up there, but but no, I think that I th- I do think there's merit to what you're saying in that like the the same thing can be said about playing an instrument. Yeah, you can learn the theory and you can learn to read music and play the music as written, but if you do just that, it it won't sound as special as if you're really feeling the music and putting putting the soul and putting your own kind of flare into it there, there's you have to kind of feel the music that you're playing to get a genuine kind of sound across when playing with an instrument and your voice is just another instrument in that respect yeah 100 percent. it was always like that that fight that the metalheads that i hung around with would have between like i don't know a band like dream theater where they're like it's too technical it sounds yeah. like beeps and boops and <laughs> what <laughs> microchips <laughs> microchips <laughs> and then a band that was like i don't know they said would have feel which was always subjective like right that, that's just that's not that doesn't mean anything yeah i mean you can play a blues lick without feeling and people would probably argue that oh, it's better because it's it sounds like there's passion there, which I mean, there there is, there is something there, but it is a very subjective thing, I think, and it's very hard to like nail down what's happening. Yeah. Anyways, back to the song, <laughs> <laughs> and not just general music ramblings. I suppose I I don't know. I feel like the the music is performed well. I I, I guess this kind of ties back to to the tangent that we went on. And that, like, I feel like this music is performed technically well, and and it sounds very clean. But I don't know the the end product of it doesn't do a lot for me. I can understand where you're coming from, 
and I think my own personal biases to this album. Yeah. Just kind of inform me because there are spots on this album where I, t- I feel like there's soul to it for whatever that means. Right. But uh, this song isn't necessarily like a super standout track to me. So kind of starting the album off in a semi-generic indie realm mm-hmm. is is kind of where it opens up at. But whenever I was uh, however old I was, I didn't care about that. So yeah. I guess I don't care about it now. <laughs> and, and it's, I think that's good. I think that's worth sharing because music is such an intimate and personal experience that no two people are going to experience the same album the same way just because of the amount of context and intimacy that comes through i suppose and speaking of context well i guess we'll talk about lyrics now yeah after do you after... so do you know what happened to part one uh i don't think there is a part one. one okay because they only have before this album they only have one ep and it was called burning birthdays it yeah, had I looked at that. it had five songs none of which were nothing but change part one and after this album they broke up and oh. just like almost immediately after this album they broke up <laughs> so they made it and then they didn't yeah and i mean they're they're pe- some of the people are doing other things now but i think most of them aren't even in the music sphere anymore in any sort of significant way yeah so. interesting probably because they're garbage musicians probably because jeremy hates them i don't like them <laughs> and i sunk their career because they were that bad <laughs> Uh, but yeah, lyrically, the song, I f- feel like I might be missing some context here, but it seemed like the singer is telling Steve, Steve is called out by name, and he's, he's talking to Steve and saying that he's he's going to leave, which I initially thought was a thing that like he's saying, look, I'm going to chase my dream of being a musician, and I can feel that this is my my chance, this is my big break, I can feel it coming kind of a thing just just this anticipation that the next stage the next chapter of his life was on on the cusp of being there and he he's kind of like saying hey steve look we're friends but i gotta get going i gotta chase this thing down because if i don't then i'm gonna regret it or not ever make my dream and i think that was kind of informed by the last line he says one down and nine to go yeah. which i with my perspective on it i assumed was in reference to the the fact that there are 10 tracks on this album that's how i've always taken it uh i i don't think there's too much more context other than just like there's a lot of themes later on the album of just trying to get away yeah. like this band the band's from new york whether it's New York City or just New York State, I have no clue. People never clarify. They just say New York. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm guessing the city, and it seems like there's very much a struggle to want to get out of the city. So I've always taken it like that, too. But I will say my personal context for it, like I mentioned, I had, I guess, moved to the city. So my my interpretation of the song was kind of the opposite where it was like I was going off to college on my own of of complete free will at this time. And I was like, yeah, big things are coming soon. Changes. It's going to be great. And that's kind of how I always viewed this song. 
but now yeah. I have the added benefit of being able to see what those changes in my life actually were. And little <laughs> did I know it was the beginning of a spiral out of control. <laughs> you got it back on our control, so it's okay. Uh, I gave you yeah. experience and wisdom. It was, it was fun a little bit for some some of the times. You, you so. were out there playing games. Yeah, just strictly game, dude. Nothing else. <laughs> Eat, sleep, party. Talk about track number two. <laughs> strictly game, which was also featured in the show Gossip Girl. I've never seen that show. Me either, but people like it. Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> This one, I it, this track sounded better to me. It was more appealing to me than the prior track, but it, it's still like I don't know this whole genre of just like indie electronica pop whatever whatever this this genre is has never really stood out to me. It, it I think the closest exception is the album that we're doing next week. Oh, but even then, that's not a super close one or uh phoenix the band phoenix i've listened to oh i like phoenix by them and they're in a similar area i think um but even then i I don't i would not consider myself a fan of phoenix i would so uh shout out to phoenix (laughs) yeah they've got two songs that i know i think yeah what's that one i know listomania and uh what is it 19 1904 some year something i don't know i like i liked that one album wolfgang amadeus phoenix yeah but but other than that listen to that has a list of list of mania on it this one since you don't like the music i'll describe it because to be uh, clear i don't have any complaints necessarily with the music like it's they're not performing horribly and it's not like a bad sound i just i don't know it doesn't do anything for me it it sounds kind of like flat it's wallpaper music yeah <laughs> <laughs> well to to describe it for you people that like to look at wallpaper um this <laughs> this one it starts out with like a droning low distorted bass bass synth that they they use in a lot of other songs it's just very bassy um it has some like quacking clarinet or sax thing over it i don't i don't actually know what it is it comes back a couple of times uh but i personally like the feeling they get with the song just because like there's the quiet acoustic guitar to back up this one repetitive electric guitar melody that is really just three notes throughout a lot of it it's just like like through the whole yeah. whole verse <laughs> and that may sound boring but uh, sometimes it's not. I don't. Like, I don't. I don't know what to say. I sometimes I, I, I like, don't think lesser of you for liking this, Joe. It's okay. You don't have to justify. I'll also let you guys know I'm the type of person who will just eat crackers, saltines, <laughs> as a snack. So if if you're thinking that I have any sort of taste, you might wanna you might wanna follow. I, I would take that into consideration yeah. first. There's a little wrong with eating crackers. I sometimes just, I, I put hot sauce. I, on I feel like. The closest to that I get is eating like the buttery Ritz crackers. Duh, buttery Ritz. What, those. what are you, Jeremy? Do you not like Ritz crackers? I do, but they're not better than saltines. Well, so we're going to have to just agree to disagree <laughs> on that. Much like the lyrics. May, I don't know. I was trying to segue to the lyrics. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> This one, I more of just described it in in... 
have we have we gone fully into where we live like can i just say the name of this college that i'm talking about so i don't, have to I don't care <laughs> it's <Okay>. up to you <laughs> it was it was L is where i was at i was yeah, we, in, we live outside of louisville i was in the heart of the city uh i guess if you consider that the heart but it was kind of just like this song i think talks about breaking out of like the toxic parts of society and trying to escape to a better place like a more rural place seems to be where they're describing and uh you know this this song at first i was kind of just like whatever because we came from a it was like a suburban area but on the edge yeah. of a rural area i guess if you go out like five minutes there's just nothing yeah but uh i, w- I would always kind of take it as like whatever i don't want to go back there but goddamn, it being in the city made me hate the city even more i was just yeah. like fucking hate <laughs> this and eventually this song i understood this song yeah i mean there there are city people and there are quote-unquote country people i suppose and I, I don't think either one of them is wrong necessarily i think there's a peace and serenity to living not in a city and there's an energy and excitement i guess of living in a city so they, they, they got their pros and cons yeah they, i, I mean, kind of took this one in a different way oh go for it what Maybe, is it it's not exactly opposite i suppose but this one seemed like it was more of a positive thing where he he's talking about the, the promise of his hard work paying off even though he has to do some maybe undesirable things to get there and maybe it was just because i was thinking of this in terms of like he's moving to a city to get into like the music biz better Mm because this was like his one shot or something so to me it was like him acknowledging that the music industry is kind of a shitty thing as a whole and, and you'll have to do some undesirable things but that will allow him to you know make it that throughout all of his hard work and effort he'll be able to like make something of himself that he wants i can see that it's uh this song is definitely open to interpretation much like a lot of their songs i feel like there's uh kind of no super central theme that i can find where it's like i guess it depends on how you're reading it yeah he, he also uh makes quite a few religious references and that kind of starts a thing not like a a major theme throughout the album but like i don't know he does it a few times in other songs as well yeah there's a lot and there's one of them that even i think is interesting that comes up at the beginning it's literally the first line of the first song he says every kingdom came and that comes up again yeah uh, i think in the last track actually so it, it gave a kind of completeness feeling to it that i liked well uh i don't know how to segue into the next one because it's well, just... if, you, if you don't have a segue then you better get tfo oh my god jeremy the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what tfo actually stands for tfo is the title for track number three i looked i feel like i figured it out at one point but i can't remember it and i tried to look everywhere and I can't find what it's supposed to mean. It's probably like an airport code, right? Let's find that's what, out. That's where my brain goes, but I don't, I don't know if that's accurate. So while you're looking that up, 
I, I think I have some good news in that this one kind of reminds me of uh, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea by oh. It kind of took me to a similar vibe, I think, in this one. And this was the first one that kind of st- started to make sense to me, I suppose. And it definitely makes sense that you like this album if I'm picking up some similar vibes. So it, I, I don't think it's fair for me to just shit on this album the whole time <laughs> because of how much I enjoyed uh, in the airplane over the sea, but neutral note hotel. Cause that was a great recommendation. A great album. Uh, I well, just, I feel like this doesn't have the same punch that airplane did for me, but it's, it's in a similar place. Well, I like that comparison. I agree with you that this does not have the same, like no matter what, like, and I, I kind of never really put that together, but I can see it now that, yeah, it, it comes especially in this, this song. Yeah, and there's a, another more acoustic-driven track later in the album that also gave me that kind of vibe. Well, I think I know which one you're talking about, and I will say this one and the one that I think you're talking about are two of my favorite songs on the album, yeah. which that kind of explains it. But yeah, it is, it's more... I guess acoustic-y and the the drums though are something I really like. They're yeah. kind of just tom heavy and a little I guess islandy is kind of how I described it, but I couldn't really find a better word for it. Uh, it doesn't really sound like any sort of like you're you're hanging out on a beach, but yeah. it's just very very poundy and bouncy. I don't know. I feel like the drums didn't really do a lot for me on this album, honestly. Like overall it a lot of it sounds like it maybe this is unfair but it it all sounded like it was like drum machine stuff and some of it came off really cheesy like an old like casio keyboard drum beat kind of thing at at points in this album it's just like yeah i guess if that's what they're going for then cool but that's it's not what i like well casio keyboard is uh straight fire man (laughs) don't don't even at me i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's it's cheesy in my brain yeah, I, I like cheese, unless it's uh, 80s cheese, in which case I hate it. But <laughs> almost I think, any I, other I, think I, I know how to find an album that you'll hate then. We'll just have to find something from the 80s. Though, I yeah, I think you that would be your best bet, is going with something from the 80s. <laughs> which, as much as I love, which is weird, because as much as I love kind of the retro wave type yeah, sound, wave stuff. like everything else about the 80s, I just cannot do. I'll find a Wham album. We'll do be, it. We'll I feel like I'd be more likely to like Wham than I would to, uh, I don't know, like hair metal or something. Okay. Just... Okay. So we'll do a Poison album. Yeah. They, oh, there you go. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Lyrically, though, this song, since since we keep not talking about the songs, which, you know, I'm going to go off on another thing about us not talking about songs that's what this is actually going to be about i feel like i like albums where we don't necessarily talk about the songs that much like where we we put physically yeah like we put out kind of a little bit of what the music is and like it kind of we don't have too much to say about it so then it launches into other discussions that are kind of in the same ballpark so we get to talk about the music while also talking about like context of music and stuff. 
I agree, and I, I like having that freedom, and I think that's why I'm slowly starting to more front-load the musical thing, especially for an album that has such a cohesive sound to it, where like the first couple tracks will kind of d- describe the sound of the album, and then obviously as the tracks progress, we can call out what separates them from that standard, I suppose, or if anything stands out. But if there isn't anything necessarily that that catches my ear, then it just allows us to have more wiggle room for discussion. And I like discussion. That's the whole reason we did this. Although we are at 30 minutes and we're fucking three songs (laughs) in. It's fine. Lyrically, this one seemed to have the start of a theme that kind of continued, I think, through the rest of the album for me. And it makes me wonder if the prior couple tracks are either unrelated or if I just interpreted them wrong, but it introduces this idea of like a new young love kind of thing. And to me, it seemed like it was in that awkward, uncomfortable early stage kind of thing of learning to trust somebody new and and what that means. Yeah. So that's exactly like what I get from it. And it does seem to be a new theme. I I kind of just never took this whole album. Th- I started listening to this album before I really made an actual effort to right. kind of put, put songs together as an album. So I guess I never really noticed it. But that is one thing that I kept thinking about whenever I was listening to the album this week. Is just, there seems to be several different things that kind of go together throughout certain songs. And while this does seem to be the biggest one throughout some more songs, it seems like it's not a super cohesive story or anything. Yeah. But, but I'll fine. be damned if I didn't try to force it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I just force it all day, man. Yeah. I'll force it all the way from here to Niagara Falls. Well, good. Then I'll jump over in a barrel and I'll listen to Track four, Niagara Falls, the whole time. <laughs> this, I think, is maybe not my favorite track. There, there are three tracks that stood out to me on this album, and this is one of them. Uh, I really like the energy of this one. It feels a little bit less busy, I think, than some of the other tracks, which allows more of a focus on the melodies and the instruments and stuff. That I, I enjoyed the sound of this one more than all of the previous ones. Yeah, this one kind of backs away from the indie rock, I guess, vibe that the rest of them are. It has like a lighthearted keyboard melody backed up by an acoustic guitar. Like It kind of keeps this bittersweet sound throughout the beginning, at least, and doesn't yeah. really... It, it kind of has a nice change-up as this the acoustic guitar is coming in, the key, like, all that stuff is kind of nice, and then it hits the second verse, and it all that backs out, and then the melody kind of that was being played is now being played by this really soft synth that starts playing it behind the, the, I guess it's the second verse, but it's just, it's a cool feel. It's a nice, more laid back energy. And I do like the song a lot. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. This this is the first of the the tracks that really clicked with me, I think. So it's not all bad. (laughs) Well, that's, that's nice. Uh, And then lyrically, the song, it's it's vague. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. I like singing it, but yeah. uh, as far as like being actual, 
actually able to nail down any sort of specific idea. I, I, I just kind of take this song as like, I don't know, trying to get away from what's normal to you. And I used to just drive and drive until I had no clue where I was just to get out of the normalcy that I was kind of drowning in. And that's like, this song just spoke to that part of me. But as far as like actually nailing down, I guess, an album context for this song, I never really found it. So I, I took this to be a continuation of TFO or at least the relationship that was in TFO. And this is kind of him learning to go with the flow and just kind of experiencing new things and and going out and seeing the world with somebody else. Whereas in the earlier parts, he was leaving home, seeking out, you know, whatever it is he was seeking out. He's found someone along the way, and now they're kind of forming this relationship. And he's like, look, I'm on this kind of epic journey, so I'm not going to stay here, but you're welcome to come with me. And it seems like he or she is accompanying him. And so he's kind of driving all night, but now he has somebody else with him to experience the things that he's experiencing. I can dig it. Well, if he's out there driving all night uh, with this other person, I guess they're going to be hanging out till the sunlight shines in, living their adventure, doing all the fun stuff in the sun. In the sunlight. In the sunlight. Track number five. Sunlight. sunlight. (laughs) This one, it picks it back up. I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is probably, if I had to pick a least favorite song on the album, I think I'd pick this one. Yeah, I think I would agree with you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nothing about this one stood out to me musically. It was just kind of back to the the more of the same, which is kind of a disappointment after Niagara Falls being kind of a distinct change. Yeah, this one, and as much as it... uh, I feel like it's trying to sound like a summary song, but it's always going to be a fall song to me. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I do like about it though, is just a sound that they use throughout the album. It's like got a, a vibraphone sound that they get. It sounds kind of watery. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the redeeming quality to the song. Not that I necessarily <laughs> hate it, but it, in a, it's a weak a, song. Yeah. It's a weak song on the album, which it seems to be a theme with me that the middle songs are the weak songs. So I'm, I'm, I don't know what else. Brand. Yeah, it's on brand <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, lyrically, I was kind of continuing the trend, and it seemed like at this point the singer has let go of his former life to live a more like simple life with his newfound romance, kind of a thing, and just I, once again, just kind of going with the flow, taking things one day as it comes, and just just living a simple life. See, that's I kind of took it that way. In a, in the way that he wanted to get out of the city, Be, like this song, it references uh, Joseph and his coat of many colors, yeah, which like is a biblical type story, and uh, which was turned into a stage play, Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat. So right. I think that like the Technicolor there, I think that has something to play into with the title, but. Uh, it's like the story of his his many brothers knew that he was the favorite because of the the coat of many colors that he had, and they like stole it and faked his death and everything to like piss off their their dad who had clearly picked Joseph as the favorite. But then 
Joseph kind of just like got out of town and ended up becoming more successful, like working for a king or some shit. And I kind of took it as like the city was beating the singer down and he needed to get away or like wherever his home life was, was beating him down and he needed to get away. And that's why he kind of ended up going on an adventure. Hell yeah. I I agree with that. I, I think it's interesting that we have, I, I mean, there's clearly themes that we're both picking up on and they're just being viewed through different filters. <laughs> where this one, he, he, the reason that made me think this was like a continuing the relationship thing is one of the lines he says, now I want to be the one that means the most to you. So I was thinking, okay, well he's, he's talking about this, this person and he's kind of, maybe this person has come into his life and has made him realize that he does need to let go of whatever he's been running away from. And this is kind of him reassessing the situation and starting the new, another new chapter in his <laughs> life. Maybe this is what what he was kind of feeling was going to happen back in the first track where I said that it felt like it, it was his big break in the music business, but without the music business part, this is just, this was the big moment that he was looking forward to perhaps. Well, nice. I'm, I'm glad we're picking up uh, similar themes and now we get to talk about them. There's no need to have hurried hearts trying to figure <laughs> out, figure out the meaning to any of this. We need to have unhurried hearts. And as we progress dis- to track number six. Yeah. Unhurried hearts <laughs> in quotations, then passaic pastoral, which yes. what, what does that mean? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I didn't okay. look it up. I should have looked it up. I just <laughs> replied to somebody's comment today saying that we do research. Did I fucking lie? <laughs> I mean, we do some research. That is true. Just not a Passaic is a city in New Jersey. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I thought it had something to do with like biblical things. Yeah. Well, so pastoral meaning of like a pastor, right? Yeah, oh. I thought so. Or does used, it mean like used for or related to the keeping or grazing of sheep or cattle? Okay, so like but uh, also in the Christian church concerning or appropriate to the giving of spiritual guidance. So. That is true because there's the whole like uh, you're a pastor because you're you're heading right. a flock of sheep, kind of like a shepherd. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this was another, at least for me, pretty uneventful, unexciting song musically. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really do too much. Um, I don't know. There's a nice synth in the back to back up this the kind of cleaner guitar. Uh, then at some point, the song cuts out and there's like a, a cowbell deal where they're going do, 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 or something. Whatever the melody is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost that, but I know it's not that because I cannot <laughs> sing melodies. To... But that's why you like this band, right? Because you don't you don't have to sing it, right? Well, so the thing is, I I feel like I can accurately recreate melodies and stuff, but then in my head they're perfect. And if I try to play them on an instrument, that's fine. It's great. I can do it. But whenever I try to sing, if it's like a musical melody, I cannot, for the life of me, <laughs> get it all correct. There is always yeah. one note that is like half a step off or something. Yeah, I, I it, feel that hard. It makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me really mad. <laughs> <laughs> that only, I don't know, I feel like that only happens to me when I'm 
doing something that I'm not familiar with or more specifically a melody that I've created myself. I feel like in my mind, I have an idea of what it should sound like, but I failed to produce that sound. I guess that's just where all the, I guess that's why there's so many takes of stuff. You always hear like musicians like it took like a hundred takes or whatever to get that part. Maybe that's part of it because you just, you write something in your head and you just literally cannot make it real. So you're just throwing shit at the wall until it sticks. Imagine how many songs are not songs now because that happened and it discouraged somebody. That's true. That's that's very inspri- ins- inspiring. <laughs> inspiring. I was going to say inspirational and inspiring. And <laughs> inspiring. Uh, so keep making music if you're struggling to make music. Cough me, cough. Cough also me, cough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Unhurried Hearts. Uh, this one... I again clung to the theme of having a lover to run away with where it seems like he's just kind of continuing his life with this new person and just kind of just coasting. Yeah, I got that as well. Like there's not really too much else to add. He kind of at one point describes a hectic scene in the uh, second verse where he's talking about meeting somebody at a, at a protest and saw your brother getting maced and it's just uh yeah I, I took that as like another good reason it's like yeah it's good we escaped all that shit but yeah they're kind of just continuing onward with what they've been doing in the past few songs yeah they've been living off the land you know growing growing some crops catching water in barrels once the the snow starts to melt in the winter they'll have some winter water to drink Winter water. That stuff's disgusting. <laughs> and it's also the track or the name of track seven. Why would you drink melted snow? What would you drink rain? Yeah. I would not drink rain. Not people, where we live. Do. It's dip I like I don't know. It just seems like there's gotta be so much pollution in it. I mean if you if it's your only option then yeah, but damn dude. Just drink it, man. You gotta drink water to survive. I really okay. like this song. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I like the sound of this song. I, this is one of the other three songs. It's got some like really vibey keys. And I, I just, I like the sound profile of it. It definitely does. Like, it's got a really cool sound profile. Like, it starts out with, uh, it, it's not at all classical sounding, but it's almost got a little waltzy yeah. vibe to it. And it's just like a nice little synth piece that kind of sounds like drippy water in this keyboard it's sound Winter water winter water and uh it remind like the sound of the beginning reminds me of uh what's that cake song on showroom of compassion that oh gosh is like uh it's like starts out it's i mean i think the whole song is just this instrumental classical type sounding yeah. piece but that it kind of just reminds me of that feel. It's teenage something. Teenage pregnancy. Teenage. Okay, there we go. I think that's the one you're thinking of. It probably. Yeah, it's like it just has that same kind of feel where it's yeah. like seems like it comes out of nowhere in the album, but it's just like okay, I'm I'm cool with this. Yeah, it comes right after Mustache Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Mustache Man! What a good that fucking song. Is really good. Cake is that- good. 
cake everything, is everything about cake. Just oh my down. god, I'm listening to Mustache Man. I'm gonna listen to that whole album tomorrow. That's Hell that's yeah. that's my one album that I'm gonna make sure I listen to. But uh, back to this album. That's honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Not as good as Showroom of Compassion or Showroom of Compassion, <laughs> but it's still an album I like. So we're talking about it. But uh, yeah, it's this song. It has a cool vibe, and it just kind of builds bigger and bigger until it hits a climax about halfway through and then like all the instruments are just going nuts yeah. i mean it, it, but then it kind of just breaks apart where it's like then everything kind of just hit a wall and the instruments are like not in time with each other the guy like his voice is kind of just like out there i guess and he's not singing along really with the music and everything kind of just like Sounds like it crashed, but then and then it gets it back on track and it builds up again. Yeah, which I think is a mirror of the lyrical content in this one, because at least what I got out of it, it seemed like he has been trying to avoid dealing with the consequences of bad decisions that he's made, where he'd rather learn how to take better risks in the future instead of learning to deal with the impending quote-unquote flood of his prior string of bad decisions and maybe luck there there seems to be a blame on luck that i kind of focused on throughout the last part of this album where he he seems to not want to take responsibility and instead just wants to keep going and and running and and i feel like that might be an internal issue where he's just trying to run away from his past life and it keeps following him because he doesn't want to face it. I got that too. And also that he's, uh, I guess thinking about like, it's torturing him in his head. It seems like he's trying to get the voices out of his head as well. So I guess like a conscious conscience, he wants to shut it up, but yeah, that's, that's about the extent of that. Uh, needs to get rid of all the unnatural thoughts so he can become once again, a natural man. Yeah, you made you made that segue sound pretty natural, man. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> natural man. This is I, the this is the other acoustic-y one that reminded me of uh, Neutral Milk Hotel. That's what this is the one I thought you were thinking of. So I'm glad I chose right. I I like this song a lot. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a great song. It's <laughs> it's more than pretty cool. It's a great song, Jeremy. It's and, a okay uh, song. It's a song that. Uh, a long time ago, whenever I first moved into a place with Alyssa, her her parents, I had never it, timeline of uh, of events here. I had met her parents like t- two times by the time we had moved in with each other. Yeah. I was very much not like on. It's not like we hated each other or anything. We just never met them that much. It, it never happened. And uh, they were coming over to drop off some stuff, and I was just like super into the song, and I was learning it. And at a point like the song, his voice kind of builds and builds and he just ends up like getting loud. And I was trying to get that loud. So they came up to our house. I didn't know it. And I'm just fucking screaming the lyrics. <laughs> and then they just knock on the door and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a fun little memory nugget. Yeah, it was, it was. And then I just opened the door. and I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it all worked out. Yeah. Clearly, they didn't uh, take that as a bad omen and enforce some sort of rule that she couldn't date you. Well, I I think uh, 
think they knew that wasn't going to work because, <laughs> you know, we're just rebels at that age. We're like, yeah, whatever. You were quite a rebel. <laughs> you were a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, super cool guy. <laughs> On to natural man, because nothing about how rebel I was was natural. But uh, this, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's natural. <laughs> it's more acoustic. It's just got a really nice kind of jangly feel behind it. There's a lot of like babas, like background singers. Just going, <laughs> Radio ba, ba, ba. Baba. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got has just enough like electronic sounds to add some nice background to it. And I, I mentioned his voice gets really big on this one. I like it because it's really fun to sing and it's just fun. Hell yeah. Lyrically, this one I thought was the most interesting or at least the most thought provoking for me on this because it starts out with damn your dad's basement feels like 98 so immediately it's kind of contradicting this forward looking perspective that he's had the entire time where he he's always been like looking forward to moving somewhere else to getting away to focusing on making the next year a better year kind of a thing and this one immediately starts you saying i i feel like i'm back in the past kind of thing so i thought that was kind of an interesting switch up which i think it makes this song kind of symbolize that flood of regrets or consequences catching up to him where it's all all of his like past mistakes and regrets and stuff have kind of finally sunk in but despite that and having to deal with that the, the, the bad situation that he's kind of put himself in he's at least glad that he has someone that he can sit and listen to sad songs with yeah yeah that's about uh about how i got it kind of just it this is a song that really makes me think of like young love but like not necessarily the glamorized part of it more of the the realization that maybe what you're you're engaging in is is escapism not necessarily like you're getting caught up in in emotions and stuff and trying you're you're with somebody not necessarily because it's really a great time like maybe you have a good time together but it's not like a permanent thing and you're just like ah i'm kind of trying to just forget life yeah but maybe that's just uh me projecting (laughs) no i mean i feel like there's at least something similar that happens with everyone where there there is that kind of moment of i guess after the quote-unquote honeymoon period right where things start to to settle and you're kind of like well this person who always makes me happy or has always made me happy is now going to at some point see me when i'm not happy and that that's kind of a it's it's a hard realization i think because like i don't know especially in fresh young relationships it's like you're there's this kind of expectation to just be happy all the time and project this kind of cloak of happiness and not let that falter because if that if they see you cry or or if they see you upset then you fear that they're gonna leave you or whatever so this is this is kind of that acceptance that like it's okay i'm going through a rough time but i have someone here with me to help like support me with it so what age do you think it's like natural 
to stop feeling happy. Not like permanently, like you're never going to feel happy again from this age. But I was just thinking about it as like, as you were talking about it and describing it. And it's like trying to think about, I don't know, when you're like six, you're just like, you're just happy. Just unabashedly happy most of the time. Unless something happens to you. Like if you fall and hurt yourself, then you cry. Or like, but you're not like, there's no, there's not this gnawing deep down sadness. And I, I well, just like, when does that come? So I think there are two aspects to this. And I, I've actually thought about that a bit this year in general. Um, one aspect is obviously mental development, right? When, once you hit a certain age, you have matured <laughs> enough and you're kind of opening your eyes to the, the greater scale and less, and, and uh, children are more selfish. They're more focused on the immediate present and the now and just kind of having the world happen to them as opposed to really them making things happen in the world. And once you hit a certain age, I don't know what that age is. Like a spoiler alert. I don't have a, <laughs> a solid answer for you as, as far as like a number. But at a certain point, you start opening up and you realize that like the world is bigger than your life. And I think there are ways that you can take that. And a lot of times it's overwhelming and it's depressing because there's a lot of shitty things that happen in the world on a greater scale that you can't change or that you want to change. And it's, 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 it takes a long time, longer than a lifespan to affect <laughs> any change. And I think that's kind of a bummer. But the second part of this change i think is the lack of new experiences yeah so like that was that was a big thing a big takeaway for me on my road trip earlier this year is that just getting out and experiencing new things and seeing things you haven't seen before and doing things that you haven't done before i was naturally finding myself smiling more often which never fucking happens (laughs) i never i never just like find myself smiling and enjoying what I'm doing. But that was a big thing that I took away is as I was getting out and I was, I was hiking. I've never hiked before. I went to like six or seven national parks. Hell yeah. And I had a fantastic time doing so. And, and that was one of my big takeaways is that like, when I get back home, I want to continue to experience new things. I want to go see new things. I haven't been keeping up with that. And I, I feel shitty because of it, but I was already shitting feel it. Shit, wow. Feeling <laughs> shitty anyway. I was already uh, shitting feelings all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like when you're young, everything is new. And with that, it's exciting. You're experiencing new things on an almost daily basis. And even as you're going through like your teenage years, like you're dealing with physical change in yourself. You're dealing with mental change. You're starting to, to mature. So things are still constantly changing and feeling new. Whereas once you settle into a quote unquote career, or a steady job with a family, you kind of start to stagnate a bit. And I, I think that takes away from the general feeling of happiness because you're not experiencing anything new. You're used to what's happening. You've, you've accepted that this is life at that point. And I say, fuck that. At least that's what I was thinking on my road trip. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to kind of stagnate back to that because being away from home seeing new things is really like having a huge impact on my mood and I need to 
implement that somehow in my normal life. Well, uh, that was a very long winded answer. Nah, man, that was a good answer. <laughs> and if you ever want to go hiking, I know a lot of places around here. So not necessarily saying that hiking was your takeaway. Right. But, uh, I mean, I, I've been hiking a couple times since I've been back, which is, is good. Not as much as I would like, I think, but, uh, there's not yeah, a ton I, of places I, I like to... within easy reach here though. Yeah. I'll, I'll follow up with you perhaps. <laughs> but okay. So, uh, next track is radio Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a year in mind that, that you think you, that people just naturally get depressed? I'm just trying to think about me, but I don't know if I'm a good control group. Well, yeah. I feel I feel like typically it would be like around puberty, but I don't know how much of that is just hormone driven. Like I don't know. Yeah, if that's... I feel like I was thinking more later, like early to mid twenties. Yeah. See, I feel I feel like that's when like the existential dread hits. Right. But then, which I guess is kind of where I was originally asking. But like preteen, you you kind of get teed up for it whenever you. Yeah, everything you get, gets you get huge. more emotional during that. You you tend to experience more sorrow than happiness because I don't, I guess I don't know why I, yeah. I, I guess just the scenarios that you find yourself in as a teenager are more important than the ones you would find yourself in as a child. They definitely seem like it. I'll, I'll tell you that everything seems like the world is fucking yeah. ending because <laughs> it is yeah. nine, radio Orlando. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try and wrap this. Yeah. Up. Oh Yeah. Um, so this one, it, it picks up, the energy picks up at the very beginning, like right at the beginning, but then it just slows down. Yeah. And I don't know why it does that. It, it, it's just like for a second, it's like, okay, this is going to be big. And then nope, it does. It's not big. Yeah. It was kind of strange. This one, it kind of like, it almost hit the strokes territory right up front with, with the energy and stuff, but it, it feels less rocky, I think, than the strokes do. Do you like the strokes? I do like the strokes. I like the strokes too. Strokes I think are I like, pretty great. I think I like the strokes more than I like uh, Harlem Shakes. So. I also feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think I can point to several things in my room that you like. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Lyrically, though, this one, it, it seemed to be him kind of talking about how he's traveled around the country trying to find a place that doesn't suck but all he sees no matter where he goes is the negatives and he he's realizing that at least the way i took it is that he's realizing that it's not the place that matters he can't just move to a new city and everything will stop following him or he won't feel bummed out all the time and that it's more of an internal issue that's going to stick with him until he deals with it that is pretty much exactly what i got like He's going around to all these places and he seeing, I took it as like, he's seeing all these new things in the new places, but it's like overwhelming to him. And it's like, he keeps talking about how he saw too much in these new places. And I took that to be like seeing new places, new things, none of it's quite good, but it's just like a lot to take in. And then yeah. he goes back home in the last verse he's talking about buffalo which is in new york so i'm assuming he's just <laughs> at home but uh he's at the library and he says he he sees like a, a bunch of other people who are sad looking just like him 
and it made me think about like he's seeing he's now seeing himself as one of those sad people who's sad like you had talked about earlier the grass is always greener and they're all feeling the same way that he is and that's when he has the realization that like shit we all feel this way and i just went out and experienced all this stuff these people i'm sure if they did the same thing wouldn't feel any better so yeah it's all about your your, the way you you view things i guess or just who you are as a person which i i feel like is maybe a a direct contrast to what i was saying how me getting out of the house and and going across the country in my car was incredible for me i i guess there's definitely the perception part of that where i i don't want to say i was expecting to have some grand epiphany but the change of scenery i knew or felt like it would do me good and i was right yeah like you had a clear thought and idea going into it there's i think there's a lot of people who just think it's going to be a blanket but you had a reason behind it all which i I think is yeah you had intention which i think is the important part i agree it was a fun time i would recommend anybody who has been thinking about a road trip i was thinking just totally selfish time for me i've been thinking had been i suppose thinking about driving to seattle since like 2015 every year and it never lost my like left my mind so i i it was premeditated to some degree i suppose but i didn't have specific plans back in 2015 and this is the year that i finally like said i've got to do it and i did it and i'm thankful that i finally did it and probably thankful that I didn't do it in 2015 because I didn't really know what I wanted in 2015. Well, I'm glad you figured out what you wanted, at least somewhat. Yeah, it brought some health to me, some mental health, some emotional health, some physical health, even with hiking. I, I have all these different colors of health. If I could just sum it up into one, it'd be like a technicolor health. Hey, you said the thing. <laughs> Tracked in, everybody. Technical health. We did it. We, we this did the last it. one. This one starts out with a cool, like, low-bit synthy video game kind of soundtrack thing, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> I like the sound of this one. Yeah, I like the sound of it, too. I like, I guess more than anything, I like the bass line on yeah. it. It's a, it's a decently short song compared to... The, the previous songs it's almost a minute shorter than a lot of the songs that came before it uh but yeah it's just a nice little bop to end out the album it is and i think lyrically it kind of recaps the album where it kind of like touches on the themes of being constantly on the move and running from life and hoping to find something better despite the quote-unquote bad luck that seems to follow him everywhere which again makes me think that there's a, more of an internal issue that he's trying to blame on where he's at and blame on bad luck instead of owning up to it kind of thing but at the very least he he still seems to be with somebody that makes him happy which is nice yeah that's essentially what i got i uh tried to tie it back to like joseph and his technicolor coat yeah. just because it's technicolor health but for the life of me i couldn't give any sort of meaningful connection so yeah and it does the second line in this track is every sicko kingdom came yeah so it does kind of tie back to the first track using that line and it has this is lionize a golden calf 
And so they're definitely religious references throughout the whole album, but I'm, I'm not sure how meaningful they are or if there's like a, a double meaning to those references. I wanted there to be some like deep discog like discography. Dis- <laughs> what, what word was I trying to say there? Discovery. Deep- discovery maybe deep meaning to it all but yeah i don't i don't think there was or if there was i'm just too dumb to get it i guess i didn't put a lot of thought into it so i'm not i don't put a lot of thought into anything (laughs) (laughs) but yeah overall i i certainly don't think this is a bad album we've done hella worse albums Uh... on this podcast (laughs) where's the airhorn when i need it (laughs) this one felt a little flat to me it just i yeah. i don't know if it's me not being in the mood for this kind of music or if it's just this kind of music isn't necessarily for me at this point in my life yeah <laughs> but it, it kind of fell flat well that's fine uh it's you okay win some you lose things. some yeah it's totally i'm gonna win opinion. next week because next week we're doing an album that i picked Ooh. and i picked the arctic monkeys <gasps> am okay i'm okay. sure you've heard a few singles from uh, I feel like everyone's heard at least a few singles from it, but I really like the album as a whole. I like the vibe of it. It's got kind of fall wintery vibes for me. Uh, and I really just fucking love this album. It's solid all the way through. I don't. Oh, wait. Okay. So I have heard, why do you only call me when you're high? But that's all yeah. I've heard off of it. You so. probably heard another and don't realize it. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Okay. It's, it's a good album. If you guys have any uh, additional insight into this album, if you want to talk shit about me because I'm a downer on Joey's albums all the time, drop some <laughs> comments, drop some YouTube, SoundCloud has comments confirmed. <laughs> Joey was talking about earlier. Uh, Spotify does not have comments, but you can tweet us or send us an email or messages on Facebook and all that social media networking that, the world is dependent on at this point it seems oh god just, fuck just the let, world. let us know thoughts listen to arctic arctic monkeys arctic 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 monkeys am this week come back next week and we're going to be talking about that uh you got anything else to say just until then stay in our feedback loop <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>